Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I am joined by the always enthralling Big Daddy Throwback. We are live <laughs> discussing all things NXT 2.0 from last night's happenings. Who knows how much of that there is to discuss, but we'll <laughs> see how far we get. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday evening. I realize it's a bit later than usual, but... Man, hey, when you have a three-week, almost a three-week baby, <laughs> it all goes out the window when it comes to time. Right. <laughs> time is a, yeah, time is a pure shit show, and you just hold the reins and take it. <laughs> so, last night's show emanating from... Also, from the performance, I forget where. Yeah, the- it's the performance center slash you know it, the airlines, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it, it oh. For me, I, I've already said this. They need to get back on the road. It, it, it's that place has gotten it'll really stale real quick. It got stale the moment they. I don't know if you know how the process for the NXT crowds work. It's the same conglomerate of people every week. And that's yeah, not surprising, it, but they don't exactly sell tickets. They have a list of names that an email chain that they open up tickets to. So it's quite literally the same people every week. And then each crowd gets their biases. We saw that with MSK a couple months back. And it's just chaos. And it's not conducive to long-term television. Let, let's be very honest. It sucks. <laughs> oh, I was trying to put that in a, the most pleasant way possible. I, I'm not in the pleasant mood right now. I mean, like I said, a little bit of lack of sleep and my bullshit meter's already way past it. It is. Let's just rip this thing apart and have some fun doing it. I feel that. We opened with a match that Twitter ripped apart. Nikita Lyons versus Kiana James. Next. <laughs> I'm sorry. This wasn't a very good match. Um, Nikita Lyons is uh, actually that's something to discuss. Nikita Lyons is in the new tag team tournament to determine the main roster yeah. tag team champions. Uh, they reached, they dipped into the NXT pool of talent there, which is interesting. I don't think Nikita Lyons is ready though. And I think this match was evident of that. I think it's interesting that they're doing Zoe Stark with Nikita Lyons in that tag tournament. That bracket is really good, and I won't be shocked if we see Sasha and Naomi at the end of it standing there saying we never lost the titles. That could happen. But I wonder how much of that is. They're going to put the belt on Zoe Stark, the main belt, uh, against Mandy next week, and Nikita Lyons is for his hurt going to be her first challenger. Thus, you can start planting the seeds in this tournament. You need bodies in the tournament anyway. Yeah, but I think if Zoe wins, the first thing you go after is Roxy. Because Roxy will literally win over Cora and end up at Heatwave being one of the top people for that. Because that contract's still in play. So Roxy can cash that in at any point. What bothers me about this whole setup for Heatwave is is that you already took the tag titles off of um, off the other two people in Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JCJ, and and it it literally is just you know where it's going to head up. And I'm going to give you credit. You called this up saying they're going to end up being the main roster soon enough, and. 
the way it's setting up with all these returns, I won't be shocked that they put them on SmackDown now that the the roster on the women's side of Raw is a lot better than it is on SmackDown for the most part. Um, Especially with and then, heels. Because with Charlotte out, and I'm not a Charlotte Flair, Flair fan in the first place, or Ronda Rousey fan, but with both of them out, those are the only two major heels on the show. You don't have any star power to go against Liv Morgan in terms of bad guys. And you need that going forward. So that would be a good spot for Mandy Rose to land. On top of that, you have some talent that want from the main roster that want to go down to NXT. Like I've right. I've said before, you know, Alexa said Alexa said she wants to go down there and do a little run because of the whole 2K thing that they did that at the press junket they did on there. She talked about it. It's been in interviews. I mean, it it's awesome to see how good the all three brands are getting. I think even though everybody's like NXT is developmental, I think with Hunter and Sean, well, Sean's been at the range, but Hunter helping out a little more all across because he is hands in all three brands. Now it's not like right. he controls raw, he controls SmackDown. It's a little bits and pieces on it. And you can see that a little bit in certain of these matches. I'm excited for heat wave for the, for an NXT specialty show. I'm this show card is seeming like it's going to be a really, really good card for once. Yeah. Things aren't going to revert back to the precedent set by black and gold overnight. You have to give it time. I think with the first big NXT show, you'll see that like it wasn't a WWE switch overnight. Their philosophy changed after SummerSlam when they got through the show they were promoting. So I think that you're going to see something similar here. I'm expecting a drastic shift in the product going forward. Whether that's for better or for worse, I don't know until I see it, but I don't, I'm, I'm not fond of NXT's presentation. So for me, it would probably be for the better regardless. I'm going to call my shot and I say in four months at Survivor Series in Boston, Carmella we will have, no, we will have oh. a return to having takeovers again. And I'm not talking about in the PCW or whatever. I'm talking about actual there at the Fleet Center one night early, uh, only early on a Saturday, the way they used to be. And everybody's going to like, well, that's reference to black and gold. So what? Look at how the interaction compared to what they're getting on TV to a live crowd. And obviously, Hunter is one of those people that needs the live crowd. Look at, you know, take over Brooklyn. Look at all these different ones, the UK ones in Cardiff and all the, the interactions back then in the black and gold. Uh, yes, it is the black is and gold. Yeah, makes a, alpha on the map. Hell, I'll even go on the one they did in Connecticut for that one time. That was really good. But I'm basically saying is that they need a live crowd now, considering the status that they're doing now. So with all these talent actually giving up everybody an opportunity to learn and grow on TV, let's see what they can do in front of a live crowd on TV. It's different being in a small area, in a small crowd. Let's see what they can handle with over 10,000 people literally yelling at them and cheering them. It, I want to see Hayes versus Breaker in Boston, and that would be one of those things that 
could be the match, uh, the singles match of the year, not the tag match, because to me, Briscoes and FTR, <laughs> sorry, is the match of the year completely. And you got Strong and Gunther up there too. But straight out, you need a live crowd now that you're sending a president. What's Before up, Tom? How you on, doing? Shout out to Tom. Talks rubbish. I just did a podcast with him like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Good friend of the he show. Was on, he was on last night, yesterday, a week of crazy pinfalls, and he, Drew popped in right afterwards. So. Shout out to Drew, too. Both are great friends of the show. Both do great work. Tom for us, Drew occasionally for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Drew used to be in the, in my spot, which, how could you not like this face? This show got better. Sorry, Drew. I, I got lucky. I really did. I had Drew on and I have you, so it, it oh, all Drew, worked out. Drew's awesome. Drew's one of my favorite people to do shows with. So I usually skim through the backstage segments, but I'm not doing this for this one because, Patrick, what's my favorite movie of all time? I'm going to see if you know this. There's so many. There's so many good movies I can remember. Rocky is my favorite movie of all time. Aww. So, and this backstage segment, uh, you see Apollo talking to the Creeds. Oh God, I knew you were going here. <laughs> I I just find it funny. Um, it, it was one of those things that just it, it pushed the narrative. A boxing match. Oh. God, I, I th- these this just pushed the narrative into it into a match with Strong and Apollo, which I thought was a phenomenal match, and we'll get to it. Of course. But it, if We're you're pushing today for the show, <laughs> if you're pushing it, yeah, if you're pushing in the narrative for where you're gonna have like even in one of the things in the vignettes that they did when Cruz was coming out, I it makes it interesting, but I think. As much as the show pushed along, I think that Rounds match was horrible. I think I didn't that like was, it. and I know why I didn't like it. I didn't. I really like the concept. I think they've done great jobs with the concept on NXT UK. I don't know how much crossover there is between people who watch our show and people who watch NXT UK. Perhaps it's just me. I didn't like the psychology of this match. Uh, I, if you're going to have Trick Williams be, be that big obstacle to overcome, you can't have him straight up knock him out and then lose. Like there's, they overdid the underdog story for me. It's not even that. It's just the fact that with all the stuff that they were doing in this match, it didn't make any sense. Like, like you said, the concept makes sense. But for me, it's like, what the heck is this, and why is it? It seems like for me, I felt thrown it, together. Yeah, it's more sh- thrown together. It seems like they were trying for a reach of the pure ROH title. Shout out to ROH, by the way. Uh, for, you can watch Code of Honor podcast every Monday at three with Kyle Sparks and Kylie Fuller. I uh, hear they have a really neat producer. Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're literally putting yourself. <laughs> but hey, somebody's I, gonna put me over. I well, I do all the time, but it it, it just feels like it, it's a countermeasure for the pure title that ROH does, and it's like I get what it is, I get the premise of it, but 
if you're going to do something like this, make, make it like a last match difference. This one felt like it was just the first one out of all of them. Right. Uh, Wesley picks up the victory. Very weird match. But after we get Carmelo Hayes stays at ringside. <laughs> and Fabian Eichner, I still can't remember the guy's name. Giovanni Da Vinci. Giovanni yeah. Vinci, that's right. Giovanni Vinci makes his presence known, kind of sets up a future match between the two that we didn't get last week when Nathan Frazier took his match. I, I, I have a feeling this is going to end up in a triple threat match. In some way, shape, or form, this is how it's going to end. And if you're going to finally take this belt off of Hayes, you have two really good options to do it to, with Vinci, a Fabian Eicher, a, a, the other known as and you know nathan frazier i honestly think if you do this and breaker is obviously going to retain um over G- jd it it would make sense at the next huge show you set up a redemption thing for mellow to go after the nxt championship right and i think Mello's the right guy to take it off of him at this point I would rather be sooner than later because I'm. I think Braun Breaker's really played out in NXT at this point. But I, I think that the next step for him is a call up, and I think, I think the, uh, there's not really high end shows coming up other than a Survivor Series. So I think the Survivor Series after or at Survivor Series, if they do a takeover in Boston. Um, the takeover at Boston to give it to Hayes, which would be perfect considering the whole trope they used to do is champions don't win in their own backyards. Right. It'd be great to crown somebody else. I'm glad that James Belair at yeah. SummerSlam. Next, we had a segment which was admittedly ridiculous, but sometimes ridiculous in wrestling is fun. And to me, this is the kind of fun that's. Uh, ridiculous that is fun as a wrestling fan. Uh, uh, Tia Hale gave Ariana Grace a black eye on the playground. Oh, God. So, Andre Chase makes a match. Now, why does Andre Chase have this power? Is it like is it like Steven Richards with Stevie Night Heat where he just made matches just because? Or maybe because it's a teachable moment. (laughs) I got that. That's a free catchphrase in. (laughs) It's a teachable moment. And because it happened in his jurisdiction, he has the power to make a match. So Tia Hale will have her first match in the ring instead of a lawsuit. Who cooked this up? Why was this an idea? And why was I entertained by it? I have no idea. But it happened. And I actually liked it, so I guess I should turn in my wrestling fandom card. Uh, I think it's just because of the fact that it gave you something other than just, like, you know, the same pattern over again. It was something different. Right, and then they had the match, and uh, Ariana Grace beat her rather quickly. And from there... We have Apollo Crews versus Roddy Strong, and I'm going yes. to you have a lot to say. It, it, it literally, I like how 
you know, Vic and Bear and Wade were like, these guys have like, you know, so much cardio. They're like cardio kings in the gym that they could outlast a lot of people. I this match was really good. It it they thought Vic and Barrett thought they were literally match of the year candidates. I don't see that, but it's right up there if you're talking about individual brands. I it was really fun to watch, and it, it's the whole premise before that where you saw like the vignette coming in when they come towards the ring before the commercial, they saw like a glimpse of like, you know, that's so Raven where just wait, you have all four members of diamond mine literally. And then freaking hits them back. I'm like, they just pulled a Disney. Holy shit. We got that. So Apollo. <laughs> so I mean, Dude, that's the Raven. That's a wild, that's a wild show because Kyle Macy, who played Corey, and uh, Orlando Brown, who played Eddie, both have a prison history now. It, it, but for me, it was like, that's just the first thing that popped up, and you have an envision of all four of them. That was one of my favorite shows as a kid, man. That was, it's that like they're rolling. Like, like they're they're rolling around asking like they have a stomach ache. They're holding their stomachs and be like, oh, I'm looking like they're all destroyed. No, they're not. They're just rolling around like romp around. It's just, yes, I'm that old. I remember those things. Hell, it's like Barney or something like that. But it, <laughs> but the match itself was awesome just because of the fact that you had two really good guys and they were putting over Apollo about his accomplishments, about being an being, uh, intercontinental champion, U.S. Apollo's champion. Apollo an all-time great athlete. And Roddy Strong is a really good worker who doesn't get the credit because he was in a faction with three other really good workers. I, it's just, for me, it was just like it shows their full talent and range. Um, I'm hoping that this was kind of the swan song for Roderick Strong in NXT. I like that Apollo's kind of filling the role he's been filling for the last little bit. I don't think there's much more for Roddy Strong to do in NXT. And with Trips going up, I'm not, uh, with Trips. Being the main guy now, I'm not too worried about how Roderick Strong would perform on the main roster. Yeah, and for, for me, if this happens and Roderick goes on there, I wouldn't be surprised. This is going to be a long shot for me calling it about a list of people. Timothy Thatcher's still out there. Yeah, that's somebody if, I want back. He's been and, working uh, pro wrestling Noah for a little bit. I don't know if he's on a paid per appearance deal. But it would be pretty interesting to see him go into, like, the Samoa Joe role that he had where he had, like, power, but he couldn't go after everybody. He's currently uh, one half of the GHC Tag Champions with Hideki Suzuki. Um, It'd be fun to actually see him back and actually doing something and make it a little different. I really, really want... A guy like that diversifies your roster, too. That's a good yeah, hand. I, I called this out months ago and I can't wait because of the segment that happened. But I really, really want, you know, Santos Escobar <laughs> up on the main on Raw with Dominic and Ray. I think we're That'd getting be funny. I don't think we're getting that specifically, but I think we're getting Santos leaving NXT soon. Especially since the street fight is announced for next week. I doubt he wins. Yeah, no, that's how they set up him going to the main roster. Right, pretty I much. Agree. 
Um, from there, Apollo Crews won after a fireman's carry front slam. Uh, from there, they booked the street fight, as we know. Next was Adrisa Nofe and Malik Blade versus Pretty Deadly, which I'm st- still refusing to call them by their new names. But shout out to Adrisa Nofe, another good friend of our show, really good dude. Uh, he and I, I've known each other for a little bit. Not too well, but we're acquaintances and have been since before he started wrestling. Good dude, great worker. It, it it was just a really decent match. I mean, Pretty Deadly just did what they usually do. It's Pretty Deadly had the best NXT UK Tag Team Championship run. No, period. That that's understandable. I mean, it, it, there's best a lot of moving parts now. In NXT in general. Since, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts too. Brand, since FTR. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts too. I mean, there's people that are on on NXT right now that we haven't seen literally in a bit. Like, you know, Kylie Ray hasn't been on TV for a little bit. Kylie Ray. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Ember Fire, Alba Fire. Uh, We haven't seen her on TV for a little bit. It's just. If, with the amount of people they have, I, I can't wait to see what they pull. And right now, and I agree with a lot of people that WWE has the best women's division ever currently it, with the current roster that's shaping up. So it's just, it's going to be fun to watch NXT for like a couple of weeks while they get their bearings underneath it and go. From a pretty deadly one, pretty straightforward match. Uh, from there, the main event. Cora Jade versus Zoe Stark. Eh, it was okay. It wasn't that bad. It could be, could have been worse. It was short though. I think I but, think that helped. Uh, Zoe Stark. I actually really like Zoe Stark. Um, Roxanne Perez was at ringside for this match, which I believe is the first her first time appearing on television since the attack. Am I wrong on that? Pretty much, yeah. So that's a big deal. Uh, Zoe Stark won with a face breaker. Really not much to talk about there. Uh, Roxanne chased Cora J with a kendo stick. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, and Mandy got into it, try to make her presence known, and you know, Mandy being Mandy, yeah, pretty much. Hey, yeah. you're, you're probably wearing a Boston cap. You know exactly where I stole that phrase from. Yeah, I know. I am. I actually am. Uh, I just want to be, you know, appreciative of this because of the fact that this is, as much as this show is good, in past shows haven't been as good. This is to me a one step in this regime's getting closer to and closer to it. And there's going to be a couple weeks of those. Yeah, I think it was a decent show. I don't think it's like, oh my god, you need to watch this. I think next week's Heat Wave show, the special show, will be really good. I also expect writers to move up and down. Because all of the writers in NXT right now, those are the writers Triple H has worked with more than main roster writers. There's probably writers that Trips and Stephanie aren't exactly fond of. I'm not reporting anything. I'm speculating, just so we're clear. Aren't fond uh, he's of spitballing. from from Vince's regime that they're probably gonna let go and replace with people that Trips has worked more hands on with. So from there, 
bring in new writers bring for NXT. The, the, the creative's going to change as the regime changes. I think that's uh, clear. I think that's pretty... That's something safe to assume. Yeah, I know. And it's going to be... The way it's going to be t- layered and stuff like that, you'll see it in the long run. But like I said, they need to take over. It, that's pretty much the end all of be all. Because they, that, that first takeover they did, after certain of some of their shows they did on the network, that takeover was the barometer to see how far they've gone. And I think... That was the one with uh, Pac and Tyson Kidd, right? Yeah. Because the first show was where it was Arrival, where... Pac wins the title from Bo Dallas. Yeah, and also you had Cesaro, you know, Claudio in a couple of them too. And then the By first... the way, if you're hearing if you're hearing like lullaby music, my son's in a swing right now. <laughs> Shout out to Brady. Oh uh, Brody. Yeah, to Brody. Yeah. But it's How you just feeling, man. It's been three weeks. You still on that high? I uh, I will be on that high forever. <laughs> um i actually got him on since we're done talking i got him on coexisting with rob and maggie with me on the nice. after dark stuff um and then he was on the the SummerSlam uh, uh watch along with me just having his head peek up a bit but um it, it's it's a really great thing i'm happy i'm ecstatic and stuff but um back to this is just <laughs> i just think it that it's this is going to be stepping stones and stuff and i think what the great part about them holding court now and i really think that they need a takeover style event to get a barometer where 2.0 actually is it's just like um aew did with uh double or nothing right um and it was just to see how good they were doing at the start and then they went in with all or nothing i believe and just it, you saw all out you saw everything go up and they need something like that because the main roster uses like SummerSlam, survivor series money in the bank you know extreme rules stuff like that all these different shows to get an idea on what to do yeah um, I don't really have much more to add. Pretty straightforward week. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 we've we've done longer shows and stuff like that, but I mean, for a Wednesday, a half hour is pretty good, just in a, in a nutshell. In right, a especially nutshell. Since, you, since we've got other stuff to do. You've got a baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but other than that, I mean, it. It like I said, it was a good stepping stone going forward for the second show during after the whole NXT thing. Um, I I want to see what I noticed it, more this week is something I've noticed with Raw and SmackDown as well. It was more wrestling oriented, which is what NXT was before. Yeah, it's it's stuff that's making things. sense. So obviously, <laughs> we'd have less to talk about if there's a lot fewer well, if there's fewer segments too. Well, next week we'll have a really good show because of the fact that we have Breaker versus JD. Um, we have, and we'll know, be live after the show next week. That's an important yeah. detail. And then we got Vinci versus Hayes. You know, Stark versus Rose. You know, Jade versus Perez. There's that card is setting up to be pretty good. Hell, there was a segment on in this week's show that made me laugh. Was just that 
there's Tiffany Stratton and all of a sudden lights out. <laughs> and that's the way this show was. It was really good. But, you know, at the end, you're happy that the lights were out afterwards. Where can the good people find you, Patrick? Wicked Crazy Pinfalls every Thursday night. We did it Tuesday night. We might switch it back and forth between days while I'm on leave. Um, basically, YouTube.com, Throwback27, and then you got you know the Twitch right there, the same handle on there on the Twitter. The Drew Nicholas, the most hated place in the world. Um, but other than that, every Tuesday or Wednesday, we, we do the NXT with that cat I, I hate these cameras <laughs> him over there or there there we go um and we just have fun and enjoy things i told him um, to the raw band damn thing didn't i <laughs> yeah but um sometimes you'll see me pop up on love wrestling maybe hopefully i can see what they're up to um you might see me Parrish is awesome. And Bobby Munson is also great. Parrish is um, my boy. Uh, you know, you might see me pop in on the Roundtable podcast after Raw. You might see me, you know, holding Brody talking wrestling. You don't know what's going to happen. So uh, check that stuff out. Um, as I usually say at every show, do a good deed, pay for it. And I love you, Brody. Mama always said, uh, Life is like an episode of Wicked Crazy Pinfalls. You never know what you're going to get. Pretty much, yes. So um, but go check, out la- go check out yesterday's show. Tom is an awesome person. It was awesome to talk to him, and I can't wait to talk to him again. Um, but he, he's got, it got a lot of people helping him, and he's literally one of the most positive people out there, too. Yes, sir. You can find me on the Twitter at the Jameis. I tweet everything I do there. Uh, You can find me on Body Sam. We have a lot of great content. Go subscribe to our Body Sam YouTube channel for more videos like this, more hosts like this, shows like Indeed with my family, Red Shreds, shows like Code of Honor, shows like Teen Tights with Andy and Dan. We have a lot of really good podcasts right now. So be sure, wrestle watch with Tom, the aforementioned Tom, the famous Tom, according to us on this podcast. We've got a lot of really good stuff. You can find me for non-body Sam wrestling stuff every other Monday on Ash Nova's Twitch, where I spend a couple hours talking about the independent, independent scene. Uh, uh, Monday show went really well. A lot of great feedback, a lot of uh, good interaction. Be sure to check that out. And do a good deed as Big Daddy Throwback always makes sure. That's all, folks. Yep. Have a good night, guys.